just want to do God's will. The kind of revolution that the world needs is a Christian revolution. If you want a miracle, you've got to expect it to happen. You are the recipients of God's grace and God's blessings, and you rejoice in that reality. Welcome to Life Today Live. I'm excited today, and I know you're going to enjoy this. Raymond Arroyo uh, is someone that you have probably seen if you watched The Ingram Angle with Laura Ingram. Uh, you have seen him on Fox News uh, as well as he's the uh, founding news director and uh, lead anchor for EWTN News. For So for my Catholic friends out there, you definitely know who he is. But he's also doing a really great work in an area that I think is becoming more and more important uh, in the lives of especially Christians in the country. Uh, and, and that is he is generating uh, a lot of great material for directed at children, but it's it's for the parents and the grandparents to educate the children, but also to connect with our children uh, through great stories, through you know beautiful artwork and books. Uh, and he's got a new series. The first book in the series is out now. It's called The Unexpected Light of Thomas Alva Edison. It's the first in the Turnabout Tales series. And I, I just, it's a, it's a beautiful book. I mean, it's the kind of thing that you, you want and you need as a, as a parent or grandparent. Uh, and your children will enjoy. And, and Thomas Edison has always been a fascinating character to me. So, yeah, I mean this is this is very very cool, and and if you're if you have kids in the house or grandkids that come visit you, or maybe you just mentor or do a Sunday school or what, whatever, you, if you're around children and you're looking for something that will help inspire them and really direct them in a, in a proper way, which is fighting against some of the currents in the culture right now, I would I would get this book and and I would look for the next in the series and just stack these up because these are great great tools very inspirational and i'm very excited on today's program because i have raymond arroyo with me raymond great to have you back on life today live randy a delight to be with you thanks for having me so for those who aren't familiar with the uh, turnabout tales series give us a quick overview of exactly what that is and what you're doing well, Randy, this is the first book, uh, The Unexpected Light of Thomas Alva Edison. It's the first in a series of picture book biographies. And this is for families, but, you know, it's targeted to kids. But I've had so many adult readers tell me, you know, what it's done to them and kind of broadened their uh, understanding of this first great American life. But each of the series, each book in the series of Turnabout Tales, will give you not the entire, you know, womb to tomb life of an individual, but it focuses on those challenges we all face, those crisis points in, in most of these books in childhood, that when that challenge is confronted, when that pivotal moment presents itself, if you can make the right decision in that moment, all of your destiny and all of history opens up for these individuals and I think for all of us. So. It really is a way, the Turnabout Tales series is a way for me to tell young people, look, uh, we are all faced with with confrontations and, and challenges and crises. That's part of living. And sometimes in that crisis is the portal to what you were meant to do for the rest of your life. And that's certainly the case with Tom, Thomas Alva Edison, as I relate in the book. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And, you know, he's a character that I was always fascinated with as a kid. Uh, when you're looking back at all the 
I mean, you've got a lot of people to choose from to tell their stories, a lot of great stories yeah. in American history. Uh, why'd you start with him? Well, I started with him because, as you mentioned, I think he's a fascinating figure who reaches and, and changed not only his own time and his own era, but his inventions, his ingenuity, his vision touches everything we do to this moment, including the microphones that we're communicating uh, with. That was Edison's uh, creation, invention. The lights that are illuminating me, none of that would be possible were it not for Thomas Edison. And the interesting thing about Edison is I started investigating his life and I read uh, voluminously, visited the Edison labs, uh, both in, in uh, Detroit as well as West Orange. Um, what you realize very quickly is he was, he always said, the genius is sticking to it. And I, I often thought, well, what does that mean, the genius is sticking to it? And what he meant by that was, you have to stay in the problem. You have to stay in the challenge. And many people had tried to de devise a, a light bulb. In fact, the, the bulb, the arc light, had already been created by the time Edison comes along. Mm -hmm. His contribution is, after many, many years, he found a filament that was capable of remaining a globe that was uh, capable of continuing to light. Mm -hmm. That was Edison's contribution and real creation and invention that we continue to, to profit from today. So sometimes it's sticking, he built upon often uh, the exploration and the innovations of others and then improved them. And he improved them to such a point that we're still using so many of them today. Yeah. Now they've advanced a bit, but still that initial creation stands true. And uh, he was a tinkerer, Randy. He was a guy who learned with his hands and with his eyes, reading as well as touching. I've read a lot of his uh, kind of philosophy on education, which is central to this book, uh, which I'll get into in a moment, you know, in his childhood. But he thought you should read everything available cross across disciplines and learn with your hands, learn with your feet, learn through direct experience and, and uh, exploration uh and that's how he learned and that's how he invented it's interesting he uh, also was uh a, especially later in life i mean he was a smart businessman oh yeah well he wasn't a great businessman he was a great creator of businesses uh okay. he, he, you know at times he lost patents and gotten to you know uh things got pulled up like the energy company you know acdc he only believed in a one-way current Actually, the two-way current ended up becoming the norm hmm. uh, nationally and internationally. Um, so there were there were misfires. He wasn't the greatest businessman, but I love this about him, and this is what I think you're getting at. He said, "I never create anything that there's not a market for, that there's not a utility and a need for." Well, and that was his real genius. Well, so he, you you know the story though where that started. Go ahead. It no, wasn't, I it, wasn't his first invention, uh, wasn't he the one that did the uh, election machine for Congress? That's correct. Yep, the Congression, the election machine, he tried to sell it to the New York legislature and then the Congress, nobody wanted it. Nobody wanted because it. they wanted time, they wanted to be able to kill time. So the last thing they wanted was a quick tally of votes. And it was after that that he made the decision, you're quite right, yeah. that uh, he wasn't going to make anything that didn't have some direct utility and a, and a built-in audience. And of course, this is a guy who creates the phonograph, the telephone, the incandescent bulb, uh, uh, al alkaline batteries, mm. um, motion picture cameras. I mean, there's so much that we owe, including what we're doing now, to Thomas Alva Edison. Without mm. him, none of this would be possible. And it's amazing that those inventions have endured, you know, 100 years into the next 
into the really the third century that that uh, you know he would have occupied and yeah. certainly his inventions do. Yeah, and you know one of the lessons I took away as a kid that has stuck with me my whole life is the idea of uh, failure not being necessarily the, the failure it's not the end it's 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 right. a learning experience if you choose to look at it that way and in today's you know we we talk about it in the news a lot there's there's this victim mentality that's set in and it's destructive whereas the idea of okay every failure is simply a step towards success to me that was one of the greatest lessons i learned from Edison's life. You, you are right well the, he had that great line you know every wrong attempt discarded is another step forward hmm. and you know he was always willing to go out and fail and try and stay at it you know when you visit the lab the old um, original edison lab in michigan th there are shelves on the side wall where they have you know the storage areas and and, and bottles and things he would clear those bottles away in the middle of inventing something focused on a problem. He would take a nap up there for a couple of hours and then fall out and continue experimenting <laughs> and tinkering and staying after the guys who were breaking new ground. The heat of that, the intensity of that exploration, that challenge, um, it was in the failing that he found the answers. And he often says, you know, I've got 60,000 ways that I know it won't work. Some people consider that a failure. I consider that success. Now I can move toward what will. Yeah. Um, and that's a great way of working and learning, I might add, which is critical. And I think uh, something he picked up in his childhood. Yeah, no, that's very interesting. I think the success of our nation and uh, the future success, uh, you know, the, what built us and what will sustain us, and we seem to have forgotten it, is this idea of innovation. Well, and more than that, Randy, and this is what the book is really about. I mean, if you look at the cover of the book, uh, the, the Unexpected Light of Thomas Alva Edison, you'll notice here we uh, I had the illustrator add this kind of ghostly lady in the background. I put her there intentionally, and I have children asking me, who is that ghost in the background? I said, well, that's not a ghost. That's Edison's mother, uh, Nancy Edison. And the reason I have her kind of ghosted back there is because, yes, innovation is certainly the bedrock and the foundation of our country. But before innovation comes a parent mm. or a mentor who loves a child enough to direct them toward their passions mm. and to give them the freedom to find what their calling is, their vocation in life. And that's what Nancy Edison did for Thomas Alva Edison at the time called Al. Um, I, as I, I didn't realize that Edison, most people don't, Edison was thrown out of school in his first year of schooling, they moved to Port Huron, Michigan. He was in the middle of class. There was a lot of memorization involved. And he was a daydreamer. Yeah. My guess is, and a lot of current uh, uh, biographers of Edison believe, he had ADHD or some version of it. Mm -hmm. um, you know, kind of hyperactive. He was moving from thing to thing. So to try to get him to focus on rote knowledge just didn't work for him. Uh, the teacher was overheard saying Edison was addle-brained and could not be taught. Wow. He is thrown out of school and he races home in tears to his mother. Incidentally, um, well, I'll get to that later, but uh, Edison's mother takes him back to school the next day and says, let me tell you something, my son has more brains and more uh, innovation in him than any of you here. And I'm gonna, I will take him home and teach him myself. Mm. Now she was an educator by trade mm. and she did that. She took him home, she gave him the classics, she taught him how to read deeply and then she allowed him to experiment. She gave in to his, you know, uh, 
natural inclinations for science and electricity, the things that excited him. She gave him those books, and then he set up a lab downstairs at the house in the basement. And I'll read you this little quote because I, I love this. And this is really, when people ask me, Randy, why did you decide to do a book about Thomas Alva Edison, of all people? It was this line I came across, and it was just by accident. I was reading an Edison biography, and this popped out at me, and I underlined it. She, he said, my mother was the making of me. She let me follow my bent. My father thought I was stupid, and I almost decided that I must be a dunce. Mm. Uh, the power of that statement made it so clear to me that I had to sort of uh, uh, tell this turnabout tale, because that really is one of the big turning points in his life. Mm. It was his mother's dedication to him when the world, and even his father, thought he was an idiot who couldn't be taught. He's only the greatest innovator and inventor of our time, maybe all time. Wow. But if it weren't for Nancy Edison, we may never have had him or any of the things he created. I, 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 that speaks powerfully to parents and grandparents. You bet. Uh, and in today's you know, environment where I think maybe we've gone a little overboard in giving up our children to, to the you know, public school system. And I'm, I mean, my, all my kids went to public school their whole lives, so I'm, I'm pointing the finger here. You know, I'm looking at my grandson now, and I'm thinking maybe there's a little different role, a little stronger role that we as grandparents can have in, in teaching our kids. And with the public schools, the way they're going, even some of the private schools, I think we really have to look at this a lot closer. Do you see parents taking more of a a direct yeah. hand and in, in... part part of my part of my mission with this turnabout tales project is that turnabout tales don't come in isolation okay it doesn't come children don't sort of find their own way by accident mm. they are often guided and led by parents who then are aghast and marvel at what they're able to create and mm. do but the beginning is uh, someone taking the time to love that child enough Part of the initiative I'm launching, Randy, as part of the Turnabout Tales, is to point parents and grandparents to these places where they can go and explore with their grandchildren, with their children, bits of history, which will open up inevitably science and and uh, uh, and and natural uh, study, the, the the physical sciences. It will open up all of this to them through the great lives that went before us. So what I'm hoping that this will inspire people to do is if you're on the East Coast, if you are in the Midwest, go to the Edison lab in, in, in Michigan. Go to the Edison labs in West Orange and see what he did. Touch and see these amazing creations that came from this boy that the school system had written off mm. and that only his mother saw a glimmer of light and curiosity in. Wow. Because I think there are many more Edisons out there but not enough parents and maybe not enough mentors taking the time to say, wait a minute, you need to try this. Or have you ever thought of this? We're experimenting and making this. I think we have to do that as, as, as parents. That's our role as adults, as parents, as educators, and they don't have to be your own children. If you're retired and you don't have children of your own, go volunteer at a school, read to them, read to them and see, see if you see glimmers of passion in those children that you can lead and direct in new ways. That is doing, I think, not only what we're called to do, God's work, but also helping children find their natural vocation and to do it in a fun way. Edison said, I never worked a day in my life. It was all fun. Mm. It was mucking around, he mm. said, tinkering. <laughs> and I, and that's how I work. You know, I love what I do. I, I tinker, I play, I, I you know, you, you, you find new ways to make the puzzle fit. 
That's what work should be. And somehow along the way, we've lost that in American life. We need to reclaim both those things. Yeah, yeah, no, that's good. So there's there's something I've noticed about you and a lot of others, and I know you know this criticism is not directed at you, but in a lot of conservative okay. media, there's the tendency to strictly just curse the darkness. And, and I'm fine pointing out, hey, it's good to see what's going on. I don't believe in sticking our heads in the sand, but it's not, we can't just simply curse the darkness. We have to light a candle. I see you doing that. Is this something you're intentionally doing? I, look, I've never been a, um, I, I'm, I'm not a person who, uh, I, first of all, I'm, I, I don't consider myself an ideologue. I don't come at things with a political bent and say, this is the only reality that exists. You know, I came out of the theater. I came out of a, a you know, a, a very different world. Um, so when I, when I see a problem, and in this case, literacy, uh, care of our children's education, and, uh, and, in, and American innovation. When I see the challenges of those three things, I think, how can I inspire others to, to take their role in this process and do something better, make things better, improve what's happening? Uh, yeah, I can sit around and grouse about it and curse about it and get everybody upset and angry about it. I find it's far more productive and for me more enjoyable sure. to, to show people something they didn't know about a great American life mm -hmm. um, and, and hopefully to light a bulb in the way Edison did, maybe a different way, <laughs> uh, light a bulb in their own heads to call them to something other and something different and something that will, I think, make their give their whole life purpose. Look, we're only here, Randy, for a limited amount of time. Mm -hmm. And the older I get, the more I think the work I've done in children's literature is so much more important than anything else I'll do because you're touching and shaping a new generation. And that moment of bonding, you know, um, uh, Megan Cox Gurdon, who writes for the Wall Street Journal, has a wonderful book called The Enchanted Hour. And it's about the hour you spend reading to your children at night mm -hmm. wow. and how that not only gives them creates all kinds of brain synapses to fire, which we know is true. Mm. You know, it creates enormous brain connectivity. But the connection between the people reading and the one read to mm. grows very tight, not only emotionally, but spiritually. Yeah. You're sharing your spiritual values mm. with these children as well when you're reading to them, when you're sharing your life experience after the read. That moment of intimacy and closeness is what we're losing and lacking today. I was just at a maximum security prison. I was there for some doing some research for another project. Um, and I, I was struck by a guy in a welding shop who came up to me and, with tears in his eyes. And he said, I just passed my welding exam. I got all these certifications. I said, well, how did you do that? And he said, well, one of the guys here is maybe who's married to my warden. He's been my mentor and he was really hard on me at the beginning. I was angry with him. He said, you got to study more. You got to push yourself. And he said, the day of the exam, he sat next to me during the exam. He came with me on a Saturday when he could have gone fishing and sat next to me. And he said, I never had a father in my life. Mm. I never had a mother in my life. Mm. But this guy, he took the time and he treated me like he would have treated one of his own children. And I got my certification. Mm. And he said, you know, we need more parents in our lives. And I, and it, it broke my heart when I left him because I thought he's absolutely right. And that is part of part and parcel what I'm about here, what this mission for me is about, making sure we all show up for each other. And we spend time with the people entrusted to us because it's a very limited little amount of time. But all of society, all of our culture, our very country hinges on that little decision, just like the decision Nancy Edison made about her boy, Al. 
Wow. I, I love it. What's next in the uh, in the series, the Turnabout Tales? Yeah, we have a new. Well, I can't tell you just yet, but okay. I promise you will <laughs> love this story. It's tied to a national holiday, and the Turnabout Tale there is, um, how do I put it? It's it's the child of a president, but I won't go any further. But it's a really cool story uh, about mercy and the role of children, um, even when your dad is. The president of the United States, how important that child's role is. Um, and we often don't think about that. We think about what the adults give the kid. What does the child offer to the parent in a moment of crisis? And that's really what the next Turnabout Tale is about. Okay. And, you know, we have a little moniker for Turnabout Tales, and I love this. It's challenges faced, paths changed, and history turned. Hmm. And that's really what we're all about. You make the right decisions in those challenges, and all of history turns on that decision and opens up not only for you, but for everybody connected to you and all of us. Love it. Well, you, you heard it right here first on Life Today Live. Raymond Arroyo's next book is about Chelsea Clinton. Ah, <laughs> a little, a little earlier vintage, a little early, a president slightly before Bill Clinton. Okay, but maybe in time, I'll do the Chelsea All right. Clinton. All right. Well, it was worth a shot. Okay. Uh, uh, one unrelated question: uh, Is there a good stage play about Thomas Edison? Uh, is there? I don't think there is. I've never seen. One. I don't either. Uh, I know there's one about Farnsworth, the guy who did the TV. Uh, you know, the the the. Uh, picture tube in the in the television um the hmm. guy who wrote west wing uh what's the name of that you know, oh that's all right i just i just i don't know he wrote a play I, years ago about it. maybe but there I don't should know be about edison yeah. no i don't it'd be, i don't know maybe be, i'll write one I, exactly that's that's where i was going yeah so yeah maybe maybe, maybe. no the turnabout tales would make fantastic shows like uh yeah. you know because they are they are gripping moments of history they're dramatic moments and, um, and and I love that it's mostly in the younger life where these moments happen. Mm. And it's not just one turnabout. We all we sometimes we have multiple turnabouts in our lives where we could have gone in one direction or we're making terrible decisions and someone helped us make the right one. That's really what all these stories are about. And I think an enormous source of hope that not only parents but kids need today. But it's not a polemic. It's not political. I'm tired of that, frankly. Yeah. And I, <laughs> sure. I, I, you know, I get wearied by... Um, political children's books of any vintage right or left children don't want politics they want good stories and exciting characters so that's what i'm right well okay so the turnabout the idea of a turnabout i mean it's biblical yes it is it's it's it's, it's reformation it's yeah. resurrection yeah. it's transformation yeah. that's exactly what it is yeah oh, and right. and that's why i love that this book is coming out at easter because though it's not a, a an on-the-nose easter story it is an Easter tale in many ways. Sure. It's about the the uh, this child that everyone you know, the one they cast away, the cornerstone that had been rejected, mm -hmm. you know, being the foundation of everything <laughs> we do today. I mean, you can and look, Edison was not a religious man by any stretch. His mother was. Um, in fact, he was kind of I think uh, uh, colored by his father's uh, you know kind of agnosticism, but. The mother's faith is central to this story, mm. and it is obviously her call of faith and her devotion to her son uh, that really creates this whole this whole majestic uh, panoply of creation and invention that her son would give the world. What a gift! And he never forgot her. He talked about her till his last day, and yeah. the importance. Yeah. Oh, what a great story! I mean, great story. Not just. I mean, it's great for reading to your kids or grandkids, but 
just a great story overall. And I've always found oh, no, Edison no. to be fascinating. Yeah, no, he's a fascinating figure. And again, I, I the other reason here, Randy, is so many of these figures we encountered as children or learned about in our childhood, they are utterly forgotten and have been well, papered over today for other reasons. And I, I think it's important to know not only where you're going, but where you came from. You know, the, the past is a light to the future. And this runs through all of my works, whether it's The Wise Men Who Found Christmas or my Will Wilder tales. It's all about if you don't know the past, you can't go to the future mm -hmm. properly. Mm -hmm. You can't build on that future, which Edison did. So uh, that's part of what I'm doing here as, yeah, as well, reminding children and adults of their personal legacy. You know, we, we hear a lot of talk about ancestors and what you know the, the 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 memory of ancestors well these are your ancestors mm. it's important to remember them and build upon their legacy and what they've given us love it love it all right uh you can check out more about raymond at raymondarroyo.com raymondarroyo.com right there on the screen and i see you've got a, a book tour coming up uh yes, any sir. other any well, other news that we need to know about no well I'm, I'm going all around the country you'll hear a lot i'll be talking about the turnabout tales in edison a lot in the next uh, few weeks uh, I'm going to the Reagan Library, uh, uh, going to Nashville, Tennessee, New Orleans. Um, where else? Uh, Jacksonville and and uh, down in, in the villages. So I'm, I'm yeah. crisscrossing a little bit. We're going to add some other dates, but I can't wait to see people on the road. It was great seeing them at Christmas time, so I'm uh, glad great. to come back with a little something new. Uh, great. Well, put it on your calendar and go. just go to RaymondRoyer.com. You can find out if he's coming to a town near you. Uh, otherwise, do pick up the book. Uh, it's available wherever you get books. The Unexpected Light of Thomas Alva Edison. I've got mine right here, and I get tons Yay. of books here. And this one is going home with me. So, all right. Thank you, Raymond. Read it to, read it to the family, Randy, and I, I hope everybody will. I absolutely will. Hey, man, I appreciate you. Appreciate the work you're doing, and appreciate you taking the time Thank to share it with our audience today. Thank you. Delighted to be with you all. Bye bye. Have a great Easter. And thank you for being with me today. Hit like, hit share, hit follow, hit subscribe wherever you're watching. Let other people know about the, the Turnabout Tales series. Uh, go get this book. It will bless you and we'll be doing uh, a very good thing for our children, our grandchildren. I, I think it's really important. So appreciate you guys hanging out. Uh, and I'll keep doing my best to bring great guests like Raymond on the program. I appreciate him you know, being here so much. Uh, so come back. We got more for you. Here's the book. Go get it. We'll see you again next time here on Life Today Live. Are we safe to America? Be true to what you said on paper.